Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Ingenuity Show has the weirdest style. The Ingenuity Show hopes you stay a while. Come with these three nerdy engineers. What you will find might linger in the cochlea of your ears. Oh, with every nerdcast, there is something new. If you are listening, then this show's for you. You may think the premise of this show sounds so absurd. Well, you're the one listening. Who's the nerd? You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm Master Zed. And I'm Dee Vitti from a really bad phone. Thank you, caller. <laughs> <laughs> our fake sponsor this week is Jurassic Park Core. Jump and climb your way through our dangerous dinosaur destination. It's ah, great for daily birthday parties. But that's <laughs> not what I'm going to do. Mm. I'm waiting for the tree with a, a jeep. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Triassic parkour. Mm. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> Got different kinds of dinosaurs. Yeah. So we all had Christmas. We did. Some of us saw each other. I didn't see you guys. Most of us saw each other. Yeah, like three quarters of us yeah well i had all my kids here for christmas oh cool so we opened gifts i had all my kids with me that's good my kids were with me oh i guess we didn't see dvd on christmas oh that's true that was boxing day (laughs) boxing day but we did we did portal with all of you guys on Boxing Day. Yes, unfortunately, my portal is in the shop. Oh boy, <laughs> he's still frozen. Yeah. Oh, but as long as we you can, can hear me, right? Yep. So, get anything good for Christmas? Give anything good for Christmas? Um, I, anything nerdy? I'll... Nerdy. Well. Hmm, I got a cryptogram puzzle book. Oh, cool. Those are fun. There's like 606 cryptogram Jeez. quotes. Huh. Man, I didn't even know there were that many quotes. <laughs> I've gotten through like 19 or 20 of them. 
Yeah, cryptograms are awesome. Cool. Yeah, I remember that David and I doing cryptograms as kids is what led us to invent our own language, like phonetic alphabet. Yeah, because it would make it harder to uncrypt, decrypt. Yes, we created the alphabet and then made a cryptogram using the letters and gave it to my mom and she could not solve it. What a dork. (laughs) Well, we didn't tell her it was phonetic. Mm. It's like, there's more than 26 letters here. (laughs) Yep, and then I got a new trumpet. Nice. My other one was very dented up. Yeah. This one plays a lot nicer, cleaner sound. Well, good. I got an impact. Does it play play itself? No, (laughs) No, I have to actually play it. I got an impact driver, which I subsequently used on a project. Sounds more impactful than a baby driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I got a welder that I Ooh. subsequently used on the same project. Sweet. I bought myself a Traeger and a router. Wow. Cool. That counted as my birthday or Christmas presents. Are those for the same project? Yep. <laughs> now, I still got a uh, set. Oh, hello, caller. You're breaking up there. <laughs> uh, just ignore him. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good connection there. I Are you on s- Wi Fi? <laughs> no. He's on a tin can. Maybe you should be. Oh, he's just trying to use his data? Probably. Maybe. I, gave, commander. I gave a pretty nerdy Christmas gift. <gasps> I gave Charlie the Diagonally Lego set. Ooh. It's like 5,500 piece. Whoa. Sets. And it clips together with the other um, city town sets, I think. That's cool. That's so, neat. Yeah, we started putting it's four separate buildings. So cool. Nice. We started putting those together this morning. I also got a little portable cassette player that can transfer tape to MP3. Oh, that's cool. So I was using it to, so far, I've uh, transferred over some Color Me Bad and some Luther Vandross. Nice. Ooh. So once you're done with the cassettes and transferring them, can I have the cassettes? What do you want them for? Well, our Forerunner only has a cassette player. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and radio. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've got boxes of cassettes. So a lot of them have songs that I already have on CD or digitally. Oh. So, And the quality is probably poor enough on the ones I don't have to make it not worthwhile. <laughs> but the tapes that I recorded from, I probably recorded them from a CD or maybe from another tape because I used to have a dual tape deck. Mm-hmm. Um, those ones are good enough quality, although there was one in song in particular from Luther Vandross that had a lot of clicks and pops in it. Mm. It's what people want, right? Yeah, it makes it sound more authentic. I guess so. Because <laughs> during a live show, there's lots of clicks and pops. Yeah, right. Only in Zimbabwe. Mm. 
Was that our caller? Yeah, he looks clear. He went on a walkabout and then he Sounds came back. Sounds better. I was trying to find a Wi-Fi password. Oh, uh, do you want me to tell it to you? I also got a Star Trek tie. Oh, cool. I got Star Trek socks. Oh, me too. From, from LFG. LFG. Yeah, thanks, LFG. Yeah, the tie is one of those that you can't tell just by glancing at it that it's Star Trek. Oh. But it's got pictures of the Enterprise and like gray on red, and then there's like yeah, we Star were, Trek symbols in there and stuff. We were looking at some Star Wars ones like that. But yeah, my wife's pretty cool. Um, I put a Star Wars one on my list, and she slyly asked me, "Would you would you prefer Star Trek?" And I was like, "I couldn't really find any." And she's like, "Well, don't worry about it." <laughs> So she's like, one. she's like, well, I would do that if you knew how many Star Trek movies there were, but <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I also got a book light that I can clip on my paperback book while I'm reading in bed. Cool. Ooh. I don't have to use the uh, little kind that go and strap on your head. Oh, I book. wonder if one of those would work. So I've been cross stitching. Oh, and yeah, that might. I need more light. Mm. And so Charlie got me a magnifier light. So it has a magnifying oh, yeah. glass with like a circular light. Mm-hmm. But right. I, I can't, I don't like looking through the magnifying part oh. to do it normally because it throws my depth perception depth perception and like knowing exactly where the my fingers and needle are. <laughs> I bet the headlamp but, would work. But it like so it has a base, and I but I sit on the couch, so it's kind of weird because I've like set the light next to it and it tips uh, over and stuff. But something that clipped on that just gave me light yeah. might work. Well, also, even a headlamp would work, right? Yeah, yeah. I like those clip-on lights for my phone when I'm having a hard time seeing the screen <laughs> when I'm reading in bed. Yeah, Maybe. I used to use the headlamp but it's such a bright white light oh, and mm. i guess blue light messes with your melatonin yeah you should put it so on the, the red light setting well the so the one i got that clips to my book is like a yellow light so there's like 0.001 blue light mm. like it's mostly just the orange soft light and i have found that i can't read as long before i fall asleep anymore <laughs> good interesting well, our big project over the holiday, we did in mom's garage with our new tools and welders. Um, we finally fixed the cause of some of my pickups woes over the last month or so. Oh, good. I had a huge, well, my um, driver's side long tube header where all the tubes came together into one pipe the weld had cracked all the way around. And so that was throwing off the O2 sensor that's right next to that. And so the engine wasn't running very well. And uh, those headers are not easy to get on and off. So I think it was like, I don't know, was it Boxing Day I came out? No, it was the next day. No, it was that day that I took it off. Well, no. Well, I guess you came out 
on Saturday, Boxing Day. And, oh, we started taking it apart, but then we realized that the header is stainless stainless steel, steel, and we didn't have the right wire. Oops. And I, the welder is a, we were planning to do with flux core wire, so that we didn't, because I don't have any gas. Shielding gas. Shielding gas. Um, And so we're like, oh, well, well, you can do either with it, and it came with flux core wire. It's so like, oh, let's do that. And we got it. We were like ready to go. We we're to the point where we we're going to tack weld it before we removed it. So I already had the wheel off and the liner out and the mud flap off. We had it jacked up. We had it cleaned. Yeah. Had the welder all ready to go. And it's like, let's stick a magnet on that just to make sure. <laughs> oh, it doesn't oh, stick. Yeah, shoot, not, that's oh. stainless. Yeah, dope. So we drove around got, for yeah, yeah, drove into town, went to three stores. Apparently, nobody carries stainless flux core. Yeah. Oh. So then we almost bought. One of the stores had a five-pound um, argon CO two mix bottle that I almost bought. But then I was like, ah, let's do some research and make sure that's the kind of gas we need for stainless. Since that would be what you'd use for mild steel, but mm-hmm. um, like let's do some more research first, and then we got back, did research, and it was like, do not use this; it'll be <laughs> a mess. Yeah. Um, so we found a place uh, on Amazon. There's one company that sells stainless flex core wire. So we ordered it, two day shipping, and then yeah, so on Monday came back Monday night and tack welded it and then uh spent the next i don't know four hours probably pulling it off pulling the header off well it takes a while because we had to get all the you have to remove all the studs to get it out of there so we had to like put a jam nut on each one and and uh extract each stud with the header installed which the forward ones are really hard to to reach and uh yeah i think probably like six of them we could have done in an hour and then the other two probably took three hours yep and got it off and then uh the next day went out and uh master zed welded it and ground it and it looked good so we Spent the next, I don't know, three hours reinstalling. You spent maybe that. I uh, Dad had his friend Desi come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't stay very long usually. So, And I haven't seen him in a couple of years, so I ended up staying inside and visiting with him. Yeah, most of it's a one-person deal anyways. So I don't know that it would have sped much up to have... Yeah. A second person and then you did come out when i got to the hard ones that yeah. takes two people so we uh <clears throat> you know how there's that annoying thing when you're turning a nut or a bolt where every you can turn a little ways then you have to turn the wrench over to do the right. next arc and then turn it back and you do that 50 times and it's really annoying <laughs> yes we discovered something even worse oh no on one of them 
I had I was laying underneath and I could turn it a little bit and then I had to hand the wrench to Master Zed and have him turn it a little ways from the top and wow. then hand me the wrench back. Flip it back over. Because we couldn't find a second wrench of that size. Yeah, oh, we spent no. like half an hour looking through the garage dad's tools in the garage yeah. to find it. It's like and a twelve then millimeter. In the morning, Divity's like, Oh, oh I've I got one of those, those in the <laughs> my toolbox in the truck. They're like, oh. <laughs> didn't even think about it. It was fine. We didn't have to do that very long. I think we passed back and forth like four times or something before yeah. it, it got to a point where I could just do it all from underneath. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because there's so many things up when it's all the way tight. There's more things and more way. interferences. So right. as you back the way you get. Yeah. Get more room. So is my audio quality better now? Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. So I got my laptop up and going. And oh, good. Okay. Just for future reference, when I go away from home in the truck for more than a day, I usually have my tools. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, so do I, too. But I only carry one 12-millimeter wrench. I did not bring anything with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of thought we Dad would have tools that we could find, but we just, I'm sure he has them. We just couldn't find them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so, I, oh, I was ahead. just going to say real quick, I'd be remiss not to mention... The gift that our sister sent me, which is a book of trumpet music for um, songs, famous songs from motion pictures. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, Like uh, Ghost? Like it's got the Star Trek, the motion picture in there. and You can fall asleep while playing it. <laughs> the Nebula <laughs> well, it's, soundtrack. No, it's the normal um, Star <laughs> Trek, you know. Because they use the theme song from the motion picture in next generation oh that's what they're that's where that theme song came from cool anyway i just want to make sure i didn't forget mentioning that well <laughs> master zed got me a gift it was a oh i forgot an off-roading kit bag from snatch nice and then some soft shackles some radios gloves koozies all kinds of stuff you need for your off-roading so it's all loaded up now I put all of my stuff from my other bin into it so it's pretty awesome so i worked pretty hard today yeah yeah dad and i um ran the power out to his shop oh wow did you dig a trench yep we're gonna get a um like a trencher but uh-huh I woke up in a little bit late because I slept in. Was in a sudden alarm, and he was out there on the um, the backhoe oh, digging a digging. trench. And I thought, oh, I thought we were gonna get a, a trencher, so I got ready real quick and went out. And he's like, yeah, the the ground's a little hard, I think, to, for a trencher. And we had the backhoe here, so I started decided to start digging the trench. And <laughs> oh. um, when you was digging through the topsoil, it looked like pulling up a sidewalk. Wow. It'd come off in huge chunks, and the entire ground would heave around it before wow. it finally snap off. It was like six <laughs> inches of permafrost. Well, I don't think it's tundra it's permafrost. I guess it's not regular frost. <laughs> it looked like permafrost. Tempafrost is what we call it like in the industry. Six inches of it, and it'd come off in big, like three foot by four foot pieces. Sometimes. Oh, oh cool. I'm glad. Yeah, we didn't try doing that. Yeah, we by were by hand and with a trencher. We were uh, <laughs> contemplating doing that 
because oh, we needed power day. for the welder, but we decided to plug into the dryer instead. Yeah, so we uh, got it all trenched around the fence. Um, I think Dad didn't quite get how deep two feet is because we're yeah. digging next to the house at the existing junction box by hand with a shovel because he had his uh-huh. irrigation pipes there. And he's like, well, that looks about two feet, right? And I was like, uh, I, measure, I had the pickaxe, so I measured from my fingertips to my elbow and then added, like, about six inches. Like, well, it's probably about here. And he's like, whoa, that's really deep. <laughs> yeah, two feet's pretty deep. Yeah. Then I, um, at first he gave me a tape measure to check his trench as we were going, which I think I was putting about, like, 30 inches instead of 24. Um, but... I picked up the tape measure and just measured on the shovel I had from the tip up the handle and then marked where two feet was with the rock. I think I scratched a little bit in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then it was a lot easier just to stick the shovel in and check my mark. Yeah. Um, cool. Then the fun part was actually putting the conduit from the trench up the side of the shop mm-hmm. and up to the existing junction box and pushing that cable through and, I'll have to show you guys some pictures. I got some cool pictures of wires in the in the new truck. <laughs> <Good. laughs> nice. So we tested it all once we got it all ran, and we had a minor problem with our wired connections um, because we came back in and um, the dad's garage door wouldn't shut, and we tested the other one, and mom's garage door wouldn't open. So, oh, <laughs> uh, had these little push-in connectors looked really cool, but there was one of the wires. That was used that was a little bit thicker and multi-strand mm-hmm. and it didn't want to go in the little connector thing all the way oh so we ended up just wire nutting that one mm. um it was fun trying to strip the wire on these huge double lot <laughs> <Yeah>. cables <laughs> i bet nothing you have would do it so we had this really really dull like utility knife that <laughs> we have to carve around it and it was lots of fun. We had a good time. Nice. Cool. And we got all ran and finished. The trench still needs completely filled all the way in. We got it mostly covered up. It's just it's pretty jagged with those big, huge, yeah, <laughs> yeah, solid pieces sticking up in it everywhere. Oh, and I got to drive the backhoe, which was my first time driving a backhoe, which was fun. Oh, fun. Oh, nice. Did you pop any wheelies? A little bit it's on purpose. Easy. Put the bucket down to lift the wheels up a little bit and oh. push forward and scrape into the ditch. Dan be pushing some dirt in around his um, his leftover metal sheets for the I think it was for the roof. Yeah. I was able to avoid it without damaging it, which is good. Nice. So we did that from about well, I guess he started way before I did. He started at like nine thirty, and then we finished up about five, just in wow. time for dinner. A full day. Wow. Nice. Well, the I can see behind you a project I did. Um, on Boxing Day, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, because we couldn't end up doing uh, St. Jimmy's thing, so we... Mom was saying that she'd wanted to have put a barn doors in front of the office, which is the... becomes the second guest room in their house when there's too many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we were talking about, oh, yeah, Gil, yeah, that doesn't seem like it'd be too hard to do, and yeah, oh, this... Home Depot in about 40 minutes away has some in stock. And so we hopped in the car and um, right after 
Dvidi and Tvidi showed up about five minutes after they got to their to mom and dad's. Um, we took Tvidi with us and drove and bought doors, and then Charlie and I spent um, that evening and part of the next day, I think, um, working on it. The doors we bought, we bought two of them, and they're intended to just go over a single door opening. Mm. So they're meant to have some overlap on one side or on the side away from where the door actually moves to. Mm -hmm. And then they're meant to just be mounted onto a wall. But with the size of the opening that and it's a door frame that's not meant to have a door in it. So it's actually framed out like two and a half inches just as a surround. Mm -hmm. Um, So we end up having to build there's a solid board that the track mounts to, and that's supposed to just be mounted straight to the wall. But because of the little trim piece around the door, we had to put it on the face of that and then put spacers Mm. behind that board to the wall where the, it extended out past the door frame. So we ended up having to cut a bunch of stuff and modify it and make some blocks, spacer blocks, and find screws that could go through. Because this board's holding it, that door, the door's weigh probably 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to make sure we had nice po- positive connection back into the studs. So we got some big structural screws. And we were in the store and mom's like, Ah, those look pretty small. Do you think they're strong enough? And so I pulled up it had on the package because they're actually structural screws. So they have um, ESR reports. And so I looked it up on my phone real quick and I use look at them at work pretty often. So I knew how to <laughs> find stuff in there. And like, well, if you meet the spacing requirements, they're good for um, 1200 pounds pullout and 950 pounds a shear so i think we're probably good (laughs) (laughs) and we put 22 of them in to hold the whole track so there's two in a factor of safety on that (laughs) they usually have a factor of safety of that was the allowable load so factor of safety on those is usually four or five (laughs) i would have just demoed the arch i wasn't i asked (laughs) (laughs) Let <laughs> me just cut this. It actually ended up working out because there's a mirror and a coat rack. Coat rack. Yeah. That, so now it ended up being past. on the wall, and because it stands proud a little bit, it can actually go past those things that are on the wall. Oh, sweet! So when the door's shut, you still have your mirror and coat rack, and then when they're open, you have the door, and then it keeps the big coats off. You still put like smaller <laughs> coats and stuff, and the door goes past. But now you just need to motorize them. And he didn't have to do any finish work if he cut the wall apart. Yes, uh, motorized coats, motorize the doors. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the mirror. Motorized yeah. mirror. <laughs> the mirror's already motorized. It just uh, follows you around in front of you all day. Yep. Uh, the other fun thing we did is we all went. Well, all. All of us that were at mom's. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone but pulled took our trucks off roading for cool. a day trip. We got up and it was a snowy day and we headed out on the freeway to our trailhead and it was like blizzard conditions. 
And nice. some of us were like, uh, this is reminiscent of our last trip. But by the time we got where we were going, there was just a skiff of snow on the ground. And even that was gone by the time we got very far down the trail. It ended up being a really nice day. It was like in the low 40s out and clear, sunny day. And yeah, we did some little bit of rock crawling. And yeah, so the area we went was only it was less probably less than about an hour. Yeah, it's about an hour away. Um, but the it was an off road area. So they actually have designated trails and stuff with signs and it's called scorpion creek yeah i think the ohv area is like the murphy northern murphy yeah i don't know something something but the their map sucked yeah we found their map and it was like (laughs) well these are all the paved like they had very clear what the paved roads look like on the map and they're like this really faint gray line or off-road trails and then they had it broken down by color with a number for motorcycle only, motorcycle or quad only, full size. But then the other one wasn't Jeeps or trucks. It just said rock crawling. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, uh, okay. The Idaho Murphy subregion travel map north area. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But we found a road that went out and then there's kind of a it was a lollipop. So there's a one road in and out and then there's a loop at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went and the first one we side road we tried going on. Went to this place. and It was just these big rock steps. One and, after like and you could see people had gone up it. Yeah. And oh, the discussion we had that morning before we left was like, oh, crap, we didn't take our running boards off any of the trucks. Oh, (laughs) do we want to be delayed an hour so we can do that or pull them off in the snow? Yeah. (laughs) And then go out there and pull them into the garage. Well, let's just take it easier than, you know, let's just take it easy, leave them on. And not do anything too crazy. Not do anything too crazy. How many so did we, you damage? <laughs> so then when we went out, got out there, the um, that first rock steps, I was trying to get up with our my forerunner, and the front bumper was catching. Yeah. And mm. so it was not working. So we ended up turning around. And then after we got back onto the trail, we realized that that wasn't one that of wasn't the, our road. That wasn't one of the oh. road options. <laughs> I thought about pulling off at some point and just taking my running boards off and just setting them by the trail and getting them on the way back. <laughs> well, once it got nice out, we could have popped them off. Yeah. yeah. It's my new impact driver. Which we did even discuss that of whether to do it out there and decided not to. Yeah. Well, you guys were discussing it probably, but I didn't have a radio. So. Oh. No, we were discussing it while... While we were out of the trucks. Yeah. While we were, um, had my forerunner up to the, that first step. We're like, should we pull running boards? Should we pull running boards off? Well, it was fine. Uh, DVD did damage his a little bit. Though. And mine, the bracket. Isn't that always the case? (laughs) The bracket on one of mine lost a little bit of metal, but. 
Yeah, I can't notice mine a little bit. I'm going to replace mine anyway. Mm. But I at one point just went to get in and I stepped on the running board and put my full weight on it and I felt it move back down like a quarter (laughs) of an inch. (laughs) Yeah, we all need to get rock sliders anyways. So next Christmas. Next Christmas. That's what everyone's getting for their birthdays. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Maybe. So we had a fun time. Oh yeah, you were supposed to go somewhere fancy. So we got an Airbnb out of town. It's about an hour and a half from here. Mm-hmm. Um, in this house that's like right on this uh, lavender farm. Whoa. So they grow lavender during the warmer parts of the year. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty fun. We were there from Monday through Friday. So we were there over the New Year. And I had, uh, of course, my wife and I. And then Danger Girl and her her husband, and then my son mm-hmm. and his girlfriend, and Little Pulled and their uh, leopard gecko. Oh, nice! Oh, so, I saw a picture of the gecko on your <laughs> my son's, son's head. head. Yeah. Yes, we we found out that the gecko likes to hang out on top of people's heads. Nice. Gets a gets a good view from up there. <laughs> but it was nice to just. Uh, relax and we did go hiking um on this little trail that was nearby and played a game where you we would we'd have some, somebody would name an animal and then you'd have to name an animal that started with the last letter of the previous one mm. and uh if you couldn't think of one in time you would get you know Kicked booted out of the game oh. yeah and so it came down to just me and Little Pulled, and Little Pulled was victorious. So Nice. Um, the word, the animal I got to lose was one that started with an E. Mm. And we had already, all the, all the animals I could think of, I had named. And so I'm like, okay, I have to concede. Cause <laughs> you? Emu? Oh, hey, I didn't think of uh, you like a female sheep yeah oh i could have won it then sent the e-word right back yeah <laughs> what about emu yeah we used the emu that was probably the first one earwig elephant Echidna, elephant elephant seal elephant shrew elvis eel electric eel <laughs> <laughs> earwig earthworm yeah so mm. yeah there's a lot of those um my son got this thing that's called Spike Ball. Oh, yeah. I've observed so it. It's like this round ring that's probably like three feet across that has a net in it. And you have this little tiny kind of like a volleyball, but it's the size of a softball, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have two teams of two that are across from each other on the net, and you're having to bounce it off the net to the other team. Mm. And so it's pretty pretty fun. Um, When we... So it was me and my wife against my son and my son-in-law, and we were playing to 11, but we had to win by two. And so we ended up... My 
Suns ended up being victorious 19 to 17, I think. <laughs> oh. Because we got to where we just, we had to win by two. And so it was just like back and forth. And, mm-hmm. But it was pretty fun. Oh, good. Yeah, I had a lot, of, a lot of good times there. We got a new expansion for the Harry Potter Hogwarts battle game. There's a second expansion set. Oh, sweet. It's very interesting. It makes it a lot more complicated. Yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> it's called Charms and Potions. So, yeah, we'll we play played, it with you guys sometime. We played a game called Skull King that um, our sister gifted to my son. Mm. And uh, I was victorious when we played the game. So, even though nice. my son was leading the, most of the time. <laughs> I came back to win it at the end. So nice. It's pretty fun as a card game. Like horticulture, but less hoarders. That's all that we know for sure. So please just listen to Nerds as we discuss pop culture. Our topic is awesome. Our topic this week is the uh, new way that movies have started to be released during this pandemic type season. Yeah. Um, Looks like a couple of us watched a movie (laughs) that had a uh, different release method than normal. (laughs) Wonder Woman. Yeah. 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 So that was uh, kind of a a new thing that Warner Brothers or Warner, whatever you call them. Warner Brothers. Yeah, we're trying to do. And the um, Warner sister Dot. Yep, and Dot. So they, I think they actually made an agreement with what HBO Max mm-hmm. through 2021 to release all their theatrical releases simultaneously on HBO Max. Yeah. So that was their big, uh, I guess, initiation to doing that was Wonder Woman. And it, you know, all things considered, it would be a success. Um, Subscriptions to HBO Max increased drastically around the time the movie was released. Um, The other um, big movie that came out about the same time that did something similar was the Pixar movie soul. It was released 
they didn't even go to theaters. They just released it on Disney Plus. And Disney Plus actually saw a huge increase in um, downloads of their app. So the article I was reading, the only way they were measuring was by mobile downloads of the streaming services app. Um. So it doesn't account for... It doesn't really tell you if those are new customers. It might just be people that are traveling or, you know, that already had accounts, but, or got new devices that Mm. they wanted to download the app to. But they said there were over 2 million new Disney Plus app downloads. And the HBO Max app download was like, 800,000 or something like that. Um, So I'm guessing these um, streaming services can track how many times each movie has been watched? I would think so. Is that how they determine how much money a movie makes that's going on to streaming? I don't know. I have to do something like that with music. Right. right? They um, each stream is worth like a 20th of a purchase or something. So it's interesting because like HBO max doesn't own the movie. Right. But the Disney does own the soul movie because they own Pixar. Right. So it's, it's interesting how that works out. Well, so Wonder Woman costs two hundred million dollars to make, and if you said eight hundred thousand new downloads, new downloads I think which that, that also number. doesn't include just if it's already loaded on your TV, like Apple TV had it, so you just like sign in. So that wouldn't necessarily count people like that, but that's twelve million dollars. Just from that. And then they, you know, that's just for one month. If those people get it for a month. Um, Okay. So so you can get the first month for free. I have the actual (laughs) numbers. Disney Plus, it was 2.3 million. HBO Max was 554,000. So about half a million. My guess is they also probably relying on the, that, once you have a subscription, you're less likely to cancel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the, I guess that's the business model from like HBO's or Amazon Prime or whatever is have things, exclusive content that get people to download and use your, you know, subscribe to your service. Um, and it, it appears that this is being successful. I know Netflix and Amazon have been making original content for years now that yeah. has driven subscribers because when everybody's talking about Stranger Things, you go and you haven't seen it, you know, you don't have Netflix, you might, you know, get a trial of Netflix so you can binge it in a weekend. Well, and then you get movies like Wonder Woman 1984, which I'm sure is based they made that movie because of the success of stranger things oh is the nostalgia oh because it's set in the 80s it's set in the 80s and there was stranger things had so much nostalgia around it Uh except they didn't use any 80s music 
recognize well eighties music, not that I recall. Huh. I haven't seen it. Stranger Things. Stranger Things did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure which one you were referring to. No, you, Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh, no, yeah, dangling Wonder participle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't pay attention too much to the music in There was one song in the kind of near the beginning that sounded 80s but it wasn't a recognizable one at all and I don't remember hearing any other ones the rest of the movie Um, oh so I had heard Warner Brothers when they announced that they were going to do the Wonder Woman thing on HBO said that that was not an indication of where they're going long term that it was a result of the current what's happening and they needed to try something new to put movies out because they have to keep. They can't sit on it because then it screws up the re- every other movie they're going to make. Yeah, next it's just year. part of their extended universe. Because there's a lot of like smaller uh, movie companies, like more independent ones that are just sitting on stuff they don't have in the can. Yeah, Ex- yeah. hoping expecting theaters to come back. You know, and a lot of independent films actually tend to sit around for a while before they can yeah. get distribution. So it's, well, and it's, it's not really that unusual. It's also a lot more expensive to make independent films in this, um, you know, with the pa- pandemic. Oh. Um, just because, you know, the studios that are established are spending a lot of money, extra money for you know, pandemic protocols and renting a hotel for everyone to stay in during production. <laughs> yeah, unless your movie involves a lot of social distancing already. <laughs> and I, I was reading a lot about, you know, they've they've even been talking about like reducing the number of romantic scenes in sh- movies, <laughs> and uh, maybe hiring if. You know, someone's spouse is an actor. Hire their yeah. spouse as the spouse on the movie or the love interest in a, on the movie. In a quiet place. <laughs> yeah. So I I can see some of the independent movie makers having a harder time just because it's yeah, there's an increased cost. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's different types of theaters, too. There's art house theaters that just show those you know smaller independent movies that might not even make it to like the city i live in mm-hmm. they're like right. big cities la new york um and those theaters are really having a rough time because they can't i mean the cities are the biggest hit with the pandemic yeah they're mo- um, most likely to have the strictest lockdowns too right and that who knows if they survive in the way they're going one yeah. thing I was reading, there was some, some film critics that were speculating that it's got to go one of two ways. Movies got to get cheaper because if, if the economy continues to go down, um, disposable income is going to go away. So even if you try to go back to the theater, they were more expensive you know, per person to watch it. If I took my entire family to see Wonder Woman, it would have cost me like... Several months of dollars <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. $75 instead, you know, $75 pays for how much HBO Max? Yeah, five months. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're going to have to get cheaper or they're going to have to get more expensive. Well, and, and in back home, to the palaces like they used to be where people dress up to go to the movie and there was like ushers and yeah. everything's top of the line and gold plated and make well, it more and of an experience. 
your at-home viewing experience is getting better with high-def TVs, bigger screens, surround sound, you know, stuff like that. So, so I noticed different types of movie theaters are picking picking up some of the slack. So we have a drive-in in town that usually only operates during the summer, but now it's operating pretty much all year except for one month. Wow! And in fact, we had huh, considered of that. we had considered going to a double feature to watch Wonder Woman. Um, like a couple days after Christmas, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know things were just not working out logistically, and so we decided, well, you know, why pay all the this money to go sit in our cold cars, and <laughs> you know, we need to go buy radio receivers so we don't kill our batteries, you know, sitting for four hours, you know, with the radio on, we're like. You know, we, with the amount of money that we would all spend to go see this movie at the drive-in, you know, we could pay for <laughs> getting a subscription, you know, for several months <laughs> to yeah. HBO Max. So we just ended up staying home, watching it on my son's gigantic TV. And now you're part of the statistics. Yep. yep. So I also read that they're having issues, you know, trying to contemplate how to determine what's successful yeah because before it was like how many tickets you sold yeah and how many awards you got which the awards have been making a little bit of like they're allowing netflix and amazon but i think they have to have some theatrical theatrical releases of their movies even if they're on the streaming service to count right because they're going to start running away with all of the awards the awards i mean just like looking at like the mandalorian and what they can do on a tv show yeah They'd probably take a whole bunch of the technology awards, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even measure some of the acting awards and special effects awards and, like, the music awards. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the, the the studios are like, well, wait a minute. We spend all this time and money dealing with these, you know, different theater brands and trying to get contracts for those, mm-hmm. trying to get our theater or our movies in all these theaters. And these guys are just piping stuff straight to people's homes. Yeah. It's like, I like the, the variety that we had right before the pandemic where you could get streaming stuff, but you could still, if you wanted to go through, see the theater and both ways were kind of successful. Mm-hmm. But what worries me is with the, if everyone starts going that way, the big companies are going to get involved and they're going to try to monopolize. They're going to start buying up the smaller things and we'll end up with only like four sources for, entertainment instead of as many as we had which seems like youtube's gone that way where it used to be like a free-for-all everyone's wild and crazy and now like all my news feeds are like cnn and nbc and abc Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't want you guys otherwise i would have kept on watching like broadcast television i don't like the antiquated way you guys think i want people that have non-corporate ideas giving me stuff so I read an interesting article. Um, it was actually talking about how Sony Pictures has benefited from Warner Brothers' move because, like, the people that made Wonder Woman 84, they did not like the fact that it got sold to HBO Max. They wanted it to be solely in theaters. That's a movie. It's not a TV program. Right. Why would it they, be on TV? They made it so that people would see it on the big screen and the model they used 
made a lot of people stay home. And so um, Sony Pictures said that they've actually seen a lot of people coming to them saying, hey, we were going to work with Warner Brothers, but we don't like what they're doing. Can we work with you? Mm-hmm. And it's at all levels. It's actors, directors, producers. You know, they're they're pretty down on Warner Brothers right now. That's because so they want to keep their market share. They want yeah. that up here where naturally... As stuff advances, it all gets cheaper. And guess yeah. what? Your paycheck's going to get cheaper, too. Yeah. So it's, in- it's interesting. It's kind of this market is kind of shuffling right now. So, yeah. I, my, <laughs> my fears that you end up with just, you know, we, like we don't go to the movie nearly as often as we used to because the experience wasn't. It kind of peaked a few years ago where we could go to a theater that had food service and stuff in the theater and it was really nice and cushy and it was great and we didn't mind paying well you know this was a 10 8, 7 8 years ago something like that but it was like 15 16 bucks for a ticket and then we'd spend you know the food was way overpriced and not that great but it was an experience <laughs> it was the experience it'd be like watching a football game live Right, it, you aren't going to see the game as well as if you watch on TV. But, but the experience, you. That's yeah. But we have the last couple of years that same theater we went and they started doing reserved seating. And back when they first opened, you would go and fifteen minutes before the movie started, they cut off food orders, so all of the food was delivered before the movie started. Mm. Well, they start doing reserved seating, so you can just show up right before the movie. And they're taking new orders through the previews. <sighs> so then the first 20 minutes of the movie, they're delivering food. And, like, the experience has just gone down. And we're yeah. like, we're not going to pay. If we go, we're going to want to eat there because of it's at dinner time. Yeah. And we don't want to. It's like basically a hundred dollars if we with the tickets and dinner and drinks and stuff and we don't want to go there if we're not going to get a good movie experience right i haven't liked going to the theater for a long time actually but i just see that they i'm worried that they're gonna if they start transitioning to putting the focus onto these streaming releases and having these exclusives that it's just going to end up that theater is the, going away. The theater is going to go away. Yeah. But we're going to be paying $50 a month for HBO. Right. And the only way you're going to be able to get a new DC movie is by having HBO. And there's not going to be any other way. Yeah. And that's because right now I we have like two or three different subscriptions. We've got a Hulu. And you're going to sound kicked off. Uh-oh. Sorry, I elbowed the mic. Are we back? Yep. Yep, okay. sounds better. I elbowed the mic. Boom. <laughs> so um, I was stretching or something. But, <laughs> yeah, we have, like, a couple, but we don't we don't pay want to pay for all of the different services. So we'll have one and have it for a couple months, and then it's really easy we do it all through our Apple account and we can just on our phone go and end a subscription and then it is good through the end of what we've paid for. Yeah. So we've even bought 
in October we get the Shutter, which is the horror movie. Oh, service uh-huh. and it's like seven bucks or something. Yeah, but we just uh, buy the subscription for the month and then and immediately cancel it, right? Mm. So that we don't forget, and then it's good through the next through a month out. Yeah, we do all that through our Amazon account. They have Shutter, they have HBO, yeah. all the. But we don't want to stuff pay for all of them. Right. And we try to keep the total amount that we're paying to 30 bucks or 25 bucks. Or something. Yeah. It's been nice for me because, um, with my cell phone plan, we get ESPN plus Disney plus and Hulu basic for free. And it didn't cost us any more on our cell phone bill. In fact, when I switched our plan over so that we had access to that, it actually cost us like $5 less a month because there was a new, they had their new plans out or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, this is something that when, when these streaming services first came out, like Netflix, it was like, Oh man, we can see the future where like cable or satellite is going to go away because you can just stream everything through a web browser. And I guess we didn't see the app market, you know, smart TVs coming, but I remember watching Hulu online and you could watch new TV shows like the The day after. Yeah. And And they had commercials and stuff, Yeah, but you could watch them for free. And that was, you know, yeah, I remember watching years ago. Lost on the whatever station's website. ABC. ABC. I'd go to ABC's website and you could watch it with ads the next day or whatever. I just, I, I like having the theater because I like that being the expensive option. Yeah. But I would uh, rather watch a movie at home because I don't like being around other people that are annoying. <laughs> There's too many annoying people out there. Yeah. That's if true. I could guarantee that I wouldn't have annoying people in the theater with me, but there's, you know, a hundred people in there. Some theaters will let you rent the whole theater for like a hundred bucks. That's it. Oh, why aren't we doing that? That's not bad. Are we doing a month? <laughs> uh, I was going to drive home, but we could rent a theater out. <laughs> Do you guys remember when movie pass was a thing for a short minute? Yeah. Where you could basically watch any movie. Yeah. You paid like a thing. I don't think it is because we had it and it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, that. my friend says his was put on hold just for the pandemic, <laughs> but he was still yeah, I don't using think it. It's gonna survive. That kind of showed the people. I mean, if you're willing to give them access as much as they want for a fixed price, they can adjust that into their schedule. I guess. I used to go to the theater all the time when we like probably 15 years ago. I'd go at least twice a month, maybe times three times a month. And sometimes just by myself, I'm like, I'm going to go see a movie. But the price wasn't so expensive that it prohibited me from doing that. They used to have dollar theaters. You don't see that yeah. anymore. I think they, there's still some. I think we had... Maybe uh, in bigger venues or bigger yeah. cities. Oh, so we have a really cool theater in Portland that's an old, old, old school. I think there's probably like 15 or 20 rows and they're only like six seats wide. Um, 
and we went there because they were playing the Apollo 11 documentary. And we missed seeing it in the normal theater, but we saw it was there. So we went there and it was like I had no I didn't have looked up the prices or anything. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, it's special Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> It'll be two dollars. Oh, I was like, oh, two dollars each. And he's like, no, there's two of you. Just a dollar each. Nice. And it, it was I think it's normally two dollars a person. Wow. <laughs> and so we went back and started. I saw Jaws there. Um, <laughs> we should uh, we should start combining some now defunct forms of entertainment. We could have like a roller dirt or roller skating rink movie theater, where like the floor <laughs> is like a screen with the movie playing on it while you're skating around. Oh, nice! That's a cool idea. <laughs> what other ones? I don't could think I would want to watch a movie on the floor. Well, if it's an old movie, you've already seen, like Jurassic Park. Oh, you could run away from the dinosaurs? Yeah, think how great yeah. that would be. Or skate away from them? <laughs> so, Movie Pass shut down September 14th, 2019. Oh, that was pre <laughs> They must have a new one, because I was just talking to my friend a month ago, <laughs> and he said they still have some... I, maybe it wasn't movie like, pass, but something like I'm that. I'm still paying them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he hasn't been paying them, but he says it's kind of on hold now. Like uh, he had the expectation that it was going to kick back in eventually. I don't know. If they're more limited, they might have to limit like maybe one showing, kind of like um, Ontario's theater went, where it was like you had a, a movie Friday and Saturday night. You have to figure out what to do with that building in the meantime because real estate's expensive. Opera. Skating rink. <laughs> On a slanted theater floor. Yeah. Ooh, sketting. I mean, if you can rent it out for like a couple hours and you go play like Madden on the big screen, think of that. Put some video game systems to it. Oh, that'd be cool. Grab that Tower 5 on the big screen. Oh, and that. So that theater we used to go to that I said we really enjoyed going to originally on Fridays and Saturdays they had live music oh. before the movie started. They had a guy on the, cool. they had like a piano guy and a guitar guy. Piano man. Violin guy. Oh, oh that's who cool. the we had a really he was a live looper violinist. Whoa. And he was really good. <laughs> Could get down with that. But yeah, like used to I didn't mind spending a hundred dollars to go to a movie and dinner because there was live music before it was a 21 and over theater with nice comfy seats with ottomans and now the seats are completely destroyed and it's run down and there's no live music and they deliver food halfway through the movie the music's dead they just throw the food at you yeah get your peanuts (laughs) pretty much they text you when your food's ready in the middle of the movie. And <laughs> so, where do you want to see movie releases coming? I mean, do you want to just go back the old way, or a mix of the two? Or I think blockbusters should be in the theater where they spend billions of dollars on special effects that look really cool on the big screen, and like maybe ones that are like Star Wars has a huge like cultural thing to it. That those, I mean, for a while, that was what we'd go to as a family. We'd go see all the new Star Wars movies, no matter how much it cost. And we tried to go on opening night or as close as we could. 
Um, so have it ex- some movies exclusively in the theaters for a while, like we used to. Yeah, but I think for I mean they they had like six months sometimes where theater movie comes out and then there's like this big hiatus. I think the hiatus doesn't need to be there anymore. Yeah, just go straight from the theater to streaming, like maybe a week later or something. Like, well, people will just wait. Well, the people that care about going to the theater won't. Right. They'll go yeah. see it. Yeah, I think a month is probably about a right, the right amount of time. Well, and sometimes a movie, you know, there's a lot of advertising when it goes to the theater and then it's in a the theater. And people like me that don't want to go to the theater, by the time it actually comes out to for me to watch, I forgot about I've it. forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, I used to keep a list in my phone or like a spreadsheet of movies that i wanted to see when they came out on for rent well we did that for like previews because you'd watch like eight previews before a movie and you forget half of them <laughs> like oh i want to see that what was that movie it had i, I think it's funny that uh reeves in it the whole theater movie industry is now turned into almost like uh, play they can sit and watch. It's like a reality TV show. Ooh, what's going to happen? Ooh, look at these players are working together. Oh, oh wait till there's a movie gonna... about yeah, the movie industry doc- during COVID. Yeah, there could so totally be. I watched my a first TV show where they actually everyone wore masks in public places. Whoa! I was oh, like, the sound guy must love this because he can do. <laughs> he can fix all the audio oh. posts, but ooh, yeah, can change all the, the line. You don't even need actors. <laughs> They yeah, need better really. actors, I guess, so they could portray in their eyes what they're thinking. No. Worse actors. Worse actors. Everyone's like Warshak from or Warshak from uh Watchmen. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Well that was our topic. If any of the listeners wanna let us know what they think, uh totally hit us up. Email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Should our show go to the theater? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the question for the listeners? Yeah, we can do a live show. Engineerty show live in theaters at your house nearby. We'll come to your house, use your internet. That could be one of our things we do uh, if we ever do like a Patreon or something. <laughs> we'll come record from your house. We do our podcast from your house. <laughs> Just some of us so that we have headphones on and we're doing it on Skype. So they can only hear two of us. If it's enough, we'll all come to the same house, I think. Oh, there you go. Sounds like somebody's got consumption. I do. Hopefully. So I watched the Lego Star Wars Christmas special. Is it is just a recreation Wars? of the original? It Christmas is not. Special? I thought oh, that's what it was going to be, but it's actually a Lego Star Wars Christmas special. So this was specifically done just so that when you search Star Wars Christmas special, <laughs> something else comes up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was actually pretty good. Uh, basically, Ray and BB-8 come across this time-traveling crystal, and um, the Emperor and Darth Vader steal it. 
time travel. And so they're traveling throughout the Star Wars cinematic, you know, history and meeting all different, you know, seeing all different parts of the thing, like Yoda training Luke and meddling the timeline. Yeah. Like, hey, that's the way they can actually get rid of the trilogy. The latest trilogy. Get your hand cut off, eh? Yeah, but you know it's with the regular Lego humor yeah. and everything, so it, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. Um, I watched Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, Pretty much the same plot. Yeah, no. <laughs> so that movie, I liked the beginning. I didn't really care for the rest of it <laughs> i wish there was more wonder woman so it has this <laughs> more in the woman, beginning it has this scene from when wonder woman was a child competing in some kind of yeah american ninja type it's <laughs> pretty much contest that like did that play into it at all it didn't seem like it um, then they the at first, and then went. Then it shows Wonder Woman at a mall. Something else. And that all that all the action with Wonder Woman, you know, when she's an adult at the beginning, just seems so over the top cartoonish. It just took me out of the movie. Hmm. And then the it was a very complicated, confusing um, the thing. Standard the, DC movie. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't no, sure what I, the rules were on the. I've, I've liked most other of the DC movies. I just didn't like this one. I don't know. I, most of the other DC movies, I couldn't tell you a thing about each one I've seen. <laughs> In, invincible hero, complicated plot that is kind of hard to follow, and you can't really remember what it was about afterwards. So, anyway. Which I DC movie am I talking about? Too impressed. <laughs> yeah, I, my only, my main thing was like, the rules of the main plot point with the stone. It was like, oh, you can do that? <laughs> I didn't know that was one of the options. Well, what bothered me the most about it was they talked about in the in 1984, now there's airplanes that can travel. Oh, yeah. But then they get an airplane that can't. It's modern, but... It was a fire aircraft. So there were a few things I did appreciate about the movie. So um, in the original Wonder Woman, you have Chris Pine's character, like, showing her all these modern wonders. And in this movie, you've got Wonder Woman showing Chris Pine's character all these modern wonders. And there was kind of a symmetry there that I appreciated, you know, like... They have a scene, you know, in the original Wonder Woman where Wonder Woman's trying on all these outfits. In this movie, they have a scene where Chris Pine's trying on all these outfits. And even though I didn't, wasn't that enjoyable to watch, I I appreciated the symmetry that it had to the the earlier movie. I should um, George Lucas watch with echoes of the past. <laughs> I should probably rewatch the Wonder Woman, the first one, because I fell asleep in the theater. Oh, yeah, because we. The other three of us all watched it a few weeks ago. Yeah. So it was good watching it before we watched the new one. But um, And there were some cool things that... There were some cool things that happened that you know, were cool to see. But overall, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. 
Um, I also... I'm, I'm a fan of uh, people actually getting a technical expert and just asking somebody, or maybe even just like a quick Wikipedia search. Does this dollar make sense? <laughs> but I like the movie. That was good. Uh, I also watched uh, Get Smart with uh, Steve Carell. And The Rock is in it, yes. Nice. <laughs> um, it's still an enjoyable, funny movie. Um, Steve Carell does a pretty good job as Maxwell Smart. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, they have hit and misses when they remake old shows, but I think they, they hit pretty good with that one. Yeah. Um, we, we also watched the new Aladdin with uh, Will Smith. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, it's I, good. that's a really good one. I like that a lot. Tiny I wish it was spoons. more Bollywood. Oh. <laughs> it was it was a little well done. I I didn't like the part where you're going to turn the entire kingdom over to a girl that's been protected her whole life and has no experience in. But she cares about the people. <laughs> okay. Well, well, the I alternative mean, is he didn't have a, a son, which is how it would work in that society. Yeah, the son would have so been protected. If she gets, usually, you know, if she got married, wouldn't she go off to live in a different kingdom? Yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I think mean, they were looking for suitors that would take over their kingdom. Yeah, but that just seems like the end of your kingdom, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Your grandkid would become the ruler. So I think she actually would be the best option. Yeah, if they'd trained her in it. Well, it's not like the sultan went away when she... She, she got out of the kingdom and she had no idea how stuff worked. Like, you can't they, just have they didn't portray her as having no clue about how the kingdom works. I don't know. I guess I took it that way. It seemed like that she had no clue. Because well, I thought should have... But I thought what should have happened was instead of Aladdin wishing that he was a prince, he should have just wished that the uh, the, the Jasmine just... was a dude. <laughs> no, that just you know, like like the genie tried to get him to use his third wish on later. It's like, well, we could just wish this rule out of the you know the rules yeah. that like you could have just started with that, but then there would have. You should just get so. an orphan that has no. You know, dealings in government at all to rule uh, the yeah. place because he would know how to run it. I think they would both be bad choices. <laughs> well, that's how monarchies work, right? But well, anyway, you know, once once she became the choice, then she would have been taught how things work if she didn't already know. But I don't know. she she seemed <laughs> like she knew what was going on with the kingdom. She was pretty clever. Yeah. Anyway, um, I also finished the book Born Supremacy. Mm, the second one? Yeah, that's the second one in the series. It was pretty good. This one uh, takes place in Hong Kong. Did you watch it twice? I then, Well, then I watched the movie, which has nothing at all to do with the book. Oh, I see. <laughs> so it's on the twice. Yeah, you were telling me about some of the stuff in the book, and I was like, oh, that's kind of similar. Oh, that's totally different. Yeah, so in the, in the book... Um, Jason Bourne, who's, you know, his name is David Webb. Him and Marie, who he met in the first book, are living in, I think, living in Maine. And he's teaching at a college or something. And they just have, like, normal lives. Um, The government felt bad about what they did in the first movie. So they're like, okay, we'll leave you alone for a while. Um, But then this guy pops up in Hong Kong that's taking the name of Jason Bourne. And um, so they figure the only way they can defeat this guy 
um, is to get the real Jason Bourne, but they knew that he wouldn't agree to do to do it, so they decided to kidnap his wife <laughs> and take her to Hong Kong. Seems reasonable. And make it, him think Jesus. that his only way to get her back would be to kill the other Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. So, Sounds like it should be a DC logical. Movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a novel, so you can have some complications, complicated stuff going on in there. Yeah. Um, and the movie was completely different. <laughs> yeah. They kill so, Marie at the very beginning. Yeah, she dies. But there is another... Well, there is... A f- There's an assassin. Yeah, I there's committing crimes trying to make you believe it was Jason Bourne. Yeah, that there yeah, Carl Urban was involved. Yeah, they were there's a whole different other complicated thing going on there, but but it's fine. I mean, the book and the movie don't have to be the same, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was still an enjoyable movie. Uh, my favorite part is when Jason Bourne is talking to the task force that's trying to capture him. Mm-hmm. And he's like on the roof across and looking down at them. And he's like, I, I only want to talk to this person. And the lady is like, oh, well, we, we can't find her. And he's like, she's standing right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, no, he, he's watching us. He yeah. us. Yeah. But that was pretty good. That's my consumption. All right. I watched the live action quote unquote Lion King. Because it's CGI. I don't know. CGI Lion King? (laughs) Yeah. It was was pretty decent. It was all right. It was kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe. I guess I only watched John Favreau things then. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's just like the cartoon. Pretty much all the same. Most of the same songs. Fart jokes. Yeah. Was Oprah in it? Not Oprah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> no, That's Whoopi it. was not in it. Uh, the hyenas were, you know, they weren't as silly. They were definitely more menacing. Mm. So, yeah. I didn't feel like it needed to be there. <laughs> I probably would have enjoyed watching the cartoon again just as well, but <laughs> it's fine. Uh, the other thing I watched was I finished The Mandalorian Season 2. Awesome. Really good. Yeah, with Grogu, the so I didn't know what time period it took place in. I thought it oh. was after the new movies. No, so I was really surprised at the end. And a I was, couple years after Return of the Jedi, I was trying to figure out what was going on, but uh, then somebody told me, "Yeah, this is just after Return of the Jedi." Say, like, "Oh, okay, that makes How? a lot more sense." I haven't quite finished watching season two yet, but okay, we won't spoil it then. Oh no, I've already know what happened. Oh, but, spoiler! Um, but we don't want to spoil it for our, our listeners. For listeners, yeah. Come on, people should be binging more. Is what I'm saying. Lots <laughs> of holidays. People are traveling. Been busy. Been so I've seen the third. I've seen the last episode like four times already. Uh, so I've watched Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, just yesterday, I think, or today. I don't know. Um, I thought it was all right. I had some of the same issues with it as you guys, maybe some more. Um, and then I just finished watching a 
I think there was only two seasons of a show called Dairy Girls. It's, Are they from uh, Maine? No. <laughs> That's what they said. They're from London Dairy Dairy, Northern <laughs> Ireland. Oh, I guess when I hear dairy, I think Stephen King and it and yeah, yeah. things that take place I, there. No, apparently <laughs> there's actually a place called Dairy in the UK. Yeah. I started laughing uncontrollably almost during an orchestra concert I took somebody to when I was in high school because I was looking through the program at the newest at the latest song and it was called London Dairy Air. <laughs> and it struck me as funny. Yeah. Uh but Dairy Girls is about these high school girls in Northern Ireland in the 80, late 80s, I think. Late, wait, mid 90s, late 90s, 90s. just 90s, I guess. <laughs> I'm getting their commentary 90s. from the peanut gallery. We're getting fact checked. Your oh. fact checker, your life fact checking is. Yep. yep. Um, fact. But they, it's like these three best friends and then the one girl's weird cousin and then the other girl's male cousin that grew up in England ends up coming and living with them. And because he's English, they're worried for his safety being in any of the other schools. So he ends up going to the all girls Catholic school with the rest of them. (laughs) That's an interesting premise. I like it. And then everyone, it's a Catholic school, so it's run by this nun, and she's hilarious. What's it on? Uh, Netflix. Okay. It's got um, a lot of language in it, but that's pretty much it. But English? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) French. You have to have the subtitles on to know what they're saying. They talk really fast, and they use a lot of slang, but... um, you can understand most of it without subtitles. I've watched another like British show, um, and I had to end up turning on the subtitles. So, I, cause I, if I actually understood what they're saying, I could usually get most of the references. Well, so but, yeah, we watched. Uh, there was a Great British Bake Off special that had the cast from Dairy Girls on it, and that's how we saw them. We're like, these people are kind of funny, so we went and watched the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just finished the last the last episode of season two, which I think is all of it. I don't know if it's current or not, but yeah, it was good. So I um, just watched the first half of Waterworld. Mm. And Ooh, had to geez. stop watching. I didn't get to that scene. Because <laughs> you uh, your son watch it. He was in the room, but he's watching something else with his headphones on. Um, I was watching with mom and dad, and then Trivity came out and watched part of it. And she's like, what in the world? Because I showed the scene where the captain of the smokers is getting his new eyeball painted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has she not seen uh, it before? She hasn't can... seen it before. Weird. Yeah. And I, I'm starting to get to the paper part. <laughs> but I, I, I like that movie. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I'll have to go back and finish it. Uh, we watched The Fugitive. Mm, that's a good one. Which brought me back memories to back when I was dating TVD. Because I had two VHS tapes that I owned when I was in college the first time. One was The Fugitive. And I think the other one <laughs> might have been Liar Liar. 
and we had a little 13 inch color TV VCR combo that used to be our family's. And then we had, because Pold didn't need them for two years, so I had his big speakers and Dad's stereo. So we had this huge sound (laughs) and this tiny little TV. (laughs) And the train accident scene was awesome. I remember that much. It was shaking the entire apartment. And as an adult, I look back and think bad for our neighbor that lived downstairs. (laughs) At the time, we didn't seem to care. It was my friend John and I. We were roommates. It Um, wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I forgot how much I liked that movie. Yeah, I and saw it. first part, he's in a it. prison bus, and it starts crashing. I was like, I thought it was a train. <laughs> and then the crash <laughs> shows up later in that scene. Yeah, they came, they came to rest on train tracks. Yeah. In an upside-down bus. It's a good movie. I saw part of it when I was out, stopped by out there, and I was like, man, I should watch this with my teenage kids. It still holds up. Tommy Lee Jones is funny. His entire... There's a, one lady that's one of the um, marshals. I was like, what is she from? It was bugging me. And mom looked it up and she was from Lost. Oh. So that movie was made in 1993 is when it came out. Hmm. Um, so that was really good. And then while I was playing um, the Harry Potter board game with mom, Harry Potter... Five and I think six were on TV. So I kind of was paying attention to that a little bit. Did it help uh, your game? No, not really. We did win, oh. though. Oh. Although we got to the point where we had Voldemort out, and then we had like eight of the events and Horcruxes to get rid of. Mm. Which made it really <laughs> difficult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. It wasn't difficult. It was difficult as in nothing was bad really happening to us. But... It was really frustrating because we didn't get anything that rolled car or rolled the dice early. Uh, mm. Made it hard. Not hard, just long, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arduous. And then I played a game with uh, Charlie and T Vitty and my youngest son that I think you guys got. It's called Level Seven Invasion. 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 Yeah. I and can it, see it right here. There. It was pretty fun. I mean, it was a lot of setup. Uh, Charlie spent a lot of time like <laughs> yeah. making the boards. and. <laughs> well, I think uh, a lot of that only has to be done once. And if, I felt like we were like um, spies like us in the operating scene where we'd ask a question and she'd bend over to look at the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like a mixture of risk with pandemic and um, some other stuff in there. It was uh, It was enjoyable. I really liked it. Um, so each control a different continent, basically. I was Africa. Um, Zimbabwe. And then it's, there's 15 things to do on a round. Wow. Huh. <laughs> there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff to get through. But it was really fun. I really liked it. And we didn't finish, I don't think. Um, we ended up having to... It was going to take like another hour and a half, two hours, I think, to win. Oh, oh, you guys were playing that while we were taking the header off. Oh, yeah, and we yeah. finished at one thirty a.m. and came in and we're like, I guess we'll play. Well, golf. I guess we'll play golf on TV <laughs> since you guys are still playing this board game. And then at like two thirty, we <laughs> called it quits and all went to bed. Yeah. Um, then we watched Fast and Furious Six, mm. which 
I think is the one I'm missing in my collection of Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Um, it had but Wonder Woman in it. It's called Fast and Furious. <laughs> it's not what? Fast. And it Fast and Furious, isn't that the title of that one? So there's like Fast Five. I thought it was Fastidious and Furious. Just kidding. There's Fast Five, <laughs> Furious Seven, one. and the sixth one is called And Six. Is that the one with the runway? No. Yes. Oh, it is? You weren't watching that one when I was there. Five's the one with the bank vault, right? Yep. Down in uh, you guys were South America. Four. This one's in Europe. You also watched four. The one with the one tank at tank. the end. No, the one with the tank is six. Is it? Oh. Yes. There's a tank and a plane? Yep. Oh. That's oh, when uh, Letty is the evil. End. Evil Letty. Yeah. And she becomes not evil. <laughs> oh, and also, uh, what's her name from Mandalorian, isn't it? Yeah. The, the... actress who plays Cara Dune. Yep. Oh. And uh, Tokyo Drift gets pushed farther and farther along because they like the guy that gets killed in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's my least favorite one because they kill my favorite person. Gal Gadot. Yeah, they kill Wonder Woman. Well, she <laughs> sacrifices herself to save what's-his-bucket. Han. Han, there you go. It's futile. He's going to die anyway. They should have oh, just made him die in both movies. Yeah, that would be together. Fun. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just have him die in both. <laughs> just have him die in every movie. Yeah, he well, be the Kenny. Tokyo right? Drift is actually Legends now. It's not. Uh, it's no longer <laughs> They just put it at the Legends of Star Wars. Mm. Um, oh, and then I got a bunch of comic books for Christmas, and I read my first of them. It was like graphic novel, I guess, where they put all the comic books together to make the novel. Yeah. Called The Fall of G.I. Joe. And it's Ooh. set in a future where Cobra has kind of gone legit. And they are providing a peacekeeping force between two Eastern European countries that are having a border dispute. Those darn Estonians. Um, I think it's Tomax from the Twins is leading it. Um, the Baroness is there, and she's not very happy with the way Tomax is. She doesn't want to go legit, it sounds like. And G.I. Joe, there's a really small unit. Duke's not in G.I. Joe anymore. He's Classic a Baroness. contractor. It was... Um, I think there's a teenage kid that was in Cobra. It was like Cobra royalty, so I don't know if sure if he is Cobra Commander's son or whatever, but he defects because he doesn't like not being able to fight. Destro's then they join Cobra Kai. Destro wasn't in it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it was Cobra Commander. I think they were dead at this point or in prison. I don't know. Mm. Um, it was quite interesting. Um, two of the characters were drawn too similarly. There was like a CIA guy, not a CIA guy, like another agent military government group, and Duke were both blonde guys. It was hard to tell the difference. Mm. I had to pay special close attention to where they were. At one point, they were in the same scene, I think, which was really confusing. <laughs> Wait, there's two different guys? Oh, it's, okay, that makes stuff make more sense. Podcast. It's like when you're reading a novel <laughs> and two characters have very similar names and yeah. you don't yeah. realize till halfway through that they're actually separate characters. Right. <laughs> Which has happened to me How before. Did die twice. <laughs> they're like, wait, there's, they're both in the same room. What the heck? I thought they were the same person. I'd <laughs> be like Batman. Out. All of a sudden, if Bruce Wayne showed up and Batman was there, he'd be like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> anyway, that's what I watched or what did, I guess. 
consumed. Does anybody have any nerd cred? Uh, I can think of anything specific. I started a new language app. It's called oh, yeah? Drops. It's like five minutes a day, unless you, you pay for the premium. Jupiter. Huh? Drops of Jupiter? Drops. Well, it's kind of the way that app works, but I started Greek again. It's all Greek to me. Five minutes a day, it, it's pretty... Pretty good so far, so I'm enjoying it. Thanks. I guess we talked about welding already, but the nerdy part of it was just kind of getting back into... I did a bunch of welding in college, um, so I was on the steel bridge team, so we did all the fabrication ourselves. Mm. So I would spend a couple nights a week for months at a fabrication shop welding, and it's been... 10 years mm. I've done welding welded a couple times since but um, it was fun getting back and doing some I'm looking forward to actually doing more like actual research and learning about what to how to get better welds by uh, making adjustments to what I'm seeing mm. I was kind of guessing on your stuff Turned out good. I was <laughs> guessing it was educated guesses. I had ideas of what I needed to do different. And um, I'd never welded with the flux core before, so it was that was slightly different. But mm-hmm. I usually yeah. only write paperwork directing people to weld things. That's so pretty much what you did. That's kind of what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um <laughs> So, and the things I like to nerd out about, disc golf is one of them more recently, I guess, in the last year. And so as a disc golf nerd, we went out and played disc golf in 30-degree weather. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. We twice. <laughs> twice. We twice, and I played twice, I guess. Once we had my son there, another time we had uh, St. Jimmy there, and Charlie was there. And so it was only 13 baskets at uh, the community college locally. Um, in a big open field with a few trees because we did end up hitting some trees. <laughs> Getting a oh, disc no. stuck. <laughs> We're not going to discuss that's going to be our tree. Uh, show we'll discuss right? that, right? But uh, yeah, so we'd play the one direction, thirteen holes individually, and then we played them reverse. So you basically throw from the last basket to the next one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't. Have There's tea no tee pads. And then we played uh, teams um, best disc on the way back. It was really fun. I had a good time. Yeah. I had a really good time. I'm getting better at throwing distance, which you can tell when there's not trees in the way to hit constantly. Evidently, I can throw rollers, which is an enviable thing. It is, if you can be good at it, which you would have to really be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. My drives are hit and miss. 
Uh, some of my drives were hidden miss buildings, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I may have uh, thrown my bag up into a tree trying to get a disc down and then had to climb the tree. I have picture evidence. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Well, then I just walked up and knocked my disc down with my other disc. <laughs> Well, you were climbing it to get your bag out. Yeah. <laughs> and they looked at me, I'm like, I'm not throwing my bag up in the tree. Uh, who would have known that would happen? Especially a place with not many trees. Oh, I know. Carly just raised her hand. Oh. She knew it would happen. <laughs> well, if the bag would have hit the bottom of the lowest branch that the disc was on, it would have been fine. But unfortunately, I missed the branch and the bag went above to the other branches where it got ensnared. So it, it all went differently in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to tell us about your last tree climbing experience, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or just find us on Facebook and, or Twitter. Search Engineering Show there. Um, and if you would like to hear an ad-free version of the show or find our shop to get an Engineering an Engineering Show t-shirt, go to our website, theengineeringshow.com. Um, and while you're there, click through our Amazon link to get to Amazon to do your online shopping. It's totally awesome. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have been and always shall be my friends. Bye. You know, so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G. Just be sure that I can tell it. Just be sure that I can tell Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and tuny things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again I thought I was going to have to nudge him Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and tuny things most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees Smell.
Guitars are made of trees is by Greg Gibbs. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.